Oh, snap, y'all. I have such an exciting company to tell y'all about. It's called Go Rings and they do permanent jewelry, y'all. And I've even got like two permanent bracelets that I got from them already. Like I'm obsessed, okay? It's an everyday jewelry brand that gives forward to support missions and ministries. Their jewelry is long lasting. It's waterproof. It's tarnish free, hyperallergenic. It won't be turning your wrist green out here. Plus it's ethically made and real affordable too. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to gorings.com and use my code Tony T-O-N-I to buy two items and guess what oh this is gonna get real good you get one free that's right buy two items get one free on the website you can also learn more about Go Rings's partnership program if you've got a mission or a cause that you're really passionate about Go Rings would love to partner with you and they even offer one month partnerships for people fundraising to go and do what God has called them to do that could be a mission trip or an adoption an unpaid internship or just to support like your favorite ministry. Go Rings partners drive sales for that one month and earn 30% of everything sold with their code. So grab yourself some jewelry. You'll never want to take off. I promise you go to gorings.com. I know you'll love it. Hey fam, welcome to the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. I am your host, Tony Collier, and each series we lean into the stories of women and men that uncover their brokenness and practically show us all how they've rebuilt their lives with hope and grit. Come on, come on, come on. Hey, what's up, you guys? It's Tony Collier. I just love y'all. I don't know. I just do. I wanted to say that because I love y'all so much. Um, well, you're listening to episode six of the Still Coloring Podcast, season three, where we are talking about becoming more whole. Y'all, guess who we got on the podcast, bro? Michelle Williams. That is correct. Grammy Award winning recording artist and actress. And you know her because you know Destiny's Child with Kelly and Beyonce. She is incredible for all of her talents, but she is incredible today because she is talking with us about depression, about what it looks like to claw, physically claw your way out of bed and do the best that you can for the day. And sometimes that means just brushing your teeth and getting back in bed. Michelle gets raw. She gets honest. She is very funny. And um, I just think you're going to like this episode a whole bunch. So dive right on in. Tell somebody we've got the one and the only Michelle Williams on the Still Coloring Podcast. Check it out. (laughs) Michelle is on the podcast, baby. I'm just yelling because I am excited. Okay. You're on the podcast. This is season three. Our guests know this. We've been talking about this whole idea of becoming more whole. And what's great is before we hit record, we have already started talking about what it means to be more whole. If we actually can be whole while we're here on this earth or if we're just striving. Okay. Okay. First of all, Michelle, how you doing, girl? I am doing wonderful. (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Listen. I was so ambitious when you were like, we're going to be in Austin, Texas. I and I was like, I'm on the I'm way. coming. I said, okay, girl. Hey, babe, the way that schedule was looking, I was like. <laughs> I'm not going to be on the way. I could have. Friday, I could be there. Fr- but not in the middle of the week. Not on a Wednesday. I can't be there today. I could have even swung it tomorrow. But I'm like, dag, oh, man. Austin, Texas Austin. is one of my favorite places. We've so I'm jealous so much. that you get to be there. We've eaten 
so much. I've had donuts and tacos and things that I just honestly shouldn't have because I still got a fupa from having this baby, but we out here, okay? We are out here. I'm glad that you're on the show. I, The people, you know, I've told guests, like, we have these bios and stuff. Maybe I'll do, like, an intro later on, but the truth is I think I want people to know. I, I remember maybe what? Gosh, maybe four years ago, I was scrolling through version because we were putting content on the Bible app. And I started, I researched like depression. I was like, does anybody have anything on depression? And lo and freaking behold, there was you, okay? Pouring your heart out on somebody's couch. I don't know if it was yours or if it was staged, but I said, oh, this is wonderful. And I've just been kind of tracking along with your book, checking in all the time. I'm like, okay, okay, I see her. And then about a month ago, you came to our church and did this incredible conference with our mutual friend, Kate Warman, for Singles Christianity. And I'm in the back of this room like, oh, shoot. Like, this is a powerhouse. Like, I got to get her on the freaking podcast. This is amazing. What I love about your story, Michelle, and what you're about to bring to the table is you have seen so much. You've seen so much in the industry. You've seen so much in the church. You've seen so much in your own personal life, I'm sure. And yet you are still getting yourself up on stages, on podcasts, telling the story of redemption from depression from strife, from striving. And I'm like, well, shoot, let's talk about it. Our people want it. And so we're talking about wholeness today. And I'm just hoping that you have a little something for us. How would you define wholeness? Can we be whole right now? Let's talk about it. What does wholeness look like? Yeah. I think even now, I think I'm walking through a situation where wholeness is a daily thing, a journey thing. I feel more whole when I feel like maybe I don't respond to things the way I you say it's wholeness and healing the same. Yeah. I believe I'm healing when I don't respond the same way or something Come don't on. bother me as much or Come I'm not on. triggered. Because to me, trigger being triggered is an indication that you're not healed from something. Uh-oh. You need to unpack something. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because we hurt people even when we, I was just triggered. Yeah, but you still hurt me. Yes, you're entitled to a response, but eh, the, the, the excuse of I'm triggered. Okay, well, trigger is an indicator is to me that I need to be healed. Yes. I used to be so ashamed of triggers that I would suppress them. Again, triggers are okay. You are human. Yeah. The scent, the scent of something can trigger you. If it's the same cologne that your ex used to wear, uh -oh. you thought she was healed until you smelled that uh, Ralph Lauren. Okay. Or that Calvin Klein Eternity. It's 2023. <laughs> it's still one of my favorite fragrances Come ever. Come on. And you're right? triggered. But I'm just I just name you name a, a person. You can think you're walking in wholeness and healing and then you smell something. You're like, oh, so that lets you know, OK, I need to go to therapy and unpack this. And I need to also lay it at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. You know, as well. Um, So wholeness to me, I, I struggle with. Maybe even the the possibility of wholeness, because I wonder, can a person actually be all the way whole? All right. Come on. This is won't be weird, but the only prop I would have. We want it. Y'all just just go with me. We're gonna go with you every time. All right. <laughs> this is one of my favorite. It's a candle. Okay. But it's huge. And to me, <laughs> it's almost the size of a pie. Is this like an eight inch or twelve inch it's pie? Big. Oh my god. It is as bigger than your okay, wow. <laughs> For those as listening, I'm sorry you can't it, see it, but it's big. As we know it. Don't pay attention to that, but that's how it was made. Imagine this is a whole pie. The 
there's nothing in the circle like broken as far as you don't think it don't look like I took a slice out of the pie. It might have looked like I took a spoon <laughs> and dipped in the middle of the pie. But I'm just wondering when you take a slice out of that pie, it's yeah. no longer a whole pie. Mm. When you keep taking slices out of these, like, okay, that's the third of the pie. That's two thirds of the yeah. pie. Yep. But the whole pie was all 12 slices intact. So I, I asked this question and uh, obviously I don't know if I've got an answer is a, or, or I'm open to even considering the fact, am I, am I looking at wholeness yeah. in the wrong way? Woo. You know, it's interesting because I love the pie analogy because when I think about when we enter this earth, well, first of all, I like to eat. Okay. And, and all my listeners know that baby. Okay. I be E 10. Okay. I have no shame when it comes to eating. So I love the pie analogy for that. And also when I think about us coming into this world, we, we come so innocent, right? Unblemished. We haven't been through a lot of stuff. All that we've done is live comfortably in our mom's wounds. And then we've come out and then it's almost like life takes all the slices away. One by one by one by one. We are in elementary and we get bullied. Or for some of us that have a really dark past, we have sexual abuse and manipulation when we're eight, nine, ten years old. Then we try to date a little bit or we find a, a great person that we love and then we get our feelings hurt. Or we partying and we turking and drinking and smoking at the teen club. Dang it. I don't know why my parents let me go to the teen club, but they did. And now we're exposed to even more and all these slices are taken. And so... Then the question is like, oh my gosh, if life is so broken, if our world is so broken and it's taking all these slices away from us, will we ever be whole again? What are we actually striving for? Right? Okay. Hear me out, Tony. I'm ready. Why do I feel like I got revelation? Because well, you probably did. I feel like when, as you were talking about taking slices away, yeah. what fills it back up? What, what fills that container back up to Come make on. it whole? God was like, my love. Me. <laughs> Surprise. Okay. So you can be whole. Yep. Get so full of me. And maybe you'll even know that you're bubbling over. You're so full of God's love. You're so full of the thing about the living water. You're so yep. full of it. You have that your daily it does bread. overflow. Yes. It, it will overflow. I, you think Jesus gave me my answer? I think right the now. Lord dropped it right here, both in our spirits, because, well, this is what people need to understand. It's like, I don't think we're really trying to become more holy ourselves. I think we're really trying to become more holy in Christ because it, then it gets better. Then the pie tastes a little bit better, right? Because I don't want to be more of me. Okay. Cause I mm -hmm. am wild. Okay. I Listen, let me now, now it's only better when it's sweet potato. <laughs> don't, don't, don't get pumpkin, pumpkin. <laughs> Say it. Not pumpkin pie, okay? Because but ain't God be like? But what if I want you to have pumpkin pie? As a, well, God, if you want me to have it, no, because God, if you want me to have it, you think that. it's best for me, then I'll have to have it. So yes, that's what I believe about wholeness. Okay, I okay. want to jump to your book because. I, I like the book because it's I think it's what every female wants. I think it's what every person that's going through healing, that's going through anxiety, depression wants. They just we we don't necessarily want to be perfect. I don't think I think that's surface level. I think we we've been pretending that we want perfection when really we want the freedom to be broken. And for someone to look back and say, hey, are you OK? Mm. Like, I see you in your pain. I see you in your brokenness. I see you trying your best to be whole again after you've been broken down in so many ways. Why did you write this book? Where did that come from? This is just checking Ooh. in. 
Money yes, ma'am. Uh, we'll go back to the year 2013 oh, when I um, first acknowledged depression that uh, it was something that I had I had had. And um, the journalist was so surprised. I was promoting a Broadway musical um, that I was touring in. And somehow we got on the topic of depression. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I've been dealing with it. I know what it's like to be in the bed for weeks at a time. And I'm just thinking, even the folks doing this interview now who's recording this interview for us, I don't know what what's going to be edited, what's going to be in or what's going to be out. So I was just like, I'm just talking. I'm like, yeah, surely it's not going to make the the end part it's not gonna make the package yeah yeah i'm just talking it did it did it it, it did, did and it went everywhere really? and i said oh my like, god Michelle what did Williams i just do battling with yeah. depression wow yep yep what did i do what what were my friends and family gonna think i was thinking what were my bandmates gonna think of the girl the ladies of destiny child what were they gonna think did i were they gonna be like wait a minute you was depressed girl, all this time we yes. thought you were asleep i had all or or i thought you were happy yeah i thought you I were thought good right wow so and then so that that was cool got through that and so from that point on especially the response that i was getting from men saying thank you I wow. feel safe to talk about it. I'm going to go get therapy. I was like, what? All right. I'm going to keep talking about this. <gasps> All right. I love fast. That. Yeah. Fast forward to two. So that was 2013 fast. So from 2013 up, up until 2018, I'm advocating for mental health. I'm wow. doing public speeches. I'm doing that was thing. before it was hot. You was talking yeah. about it. Yeah. Two th yeah. 2013. I was like, well, it looks like. People are blessed by it. Let me keep going. Wow. 2018, I found myself having to do the same thing people that I tell people to do, get help. Because wow. I had gotten help before in yeah. 2013. Yeah. But I think the type of help that I was getting in 2013 was reactive. Yeah. It was on the defense, not the offense. Right. It was like, oh, so-and-so lied to me. Yeah. Let me go tell on them in therapy. So <laughs> some of my sessions were tattletale sessions. <laughs> right. You're like, now that I look back to me. Yeah. <laughs> Now that I look back, wasn't yeah. unpacking things and we got to the root of certain things? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. good. But I didn't pick up the phone call, the phone until something happened, right? 2018, I found myself, uh, well, at the end of 2017, I could feel myself uh, going down into a depression. But that's end of 2017, top of 2018, I am secretly in rehearsals for Coachella. Oh, my. So I'm like, I'm okay. I'm and I can't fine. say anything because I'm so excited to be reuniting with the girls. Yeah. This. I'm in an amazing relationship. So that's January of 2018. March of 2018, while I'm still in rehearsals, we rehearsed for four months, I get engaged in March. So I'm like, you for darn sure can't tell nobody you <laughs> Shut up. Shut you up. Everybody's got, excited, okay? You just yes. got engaged. Wow. April, Coachella hits. Um, I do, I do remember having like this panic attack and looking oh, back, I remember Kelly was like, were you depressed back then? I said, yes, oh. I was. And, um, cause it can look like so many things. Yep. Irritability can just look like stress and frustration yeah. Yeah. because of such of a big project you got going on. By the time July, 2018 hits, I'm in, I'm walking myself into a treatment facility for depression. 
right? And I and I'm hoping no one knows who I am. Um, and I check, I ch- literally check in. Yeah. And um, a few moments, few days later, I get a phone call from my manager, um, saying, "Hey, uh, TMZ knows where you are, or or they got wind that you're in a treatment facility for depression." Do you want us to respond? And I was like, well, we got to respond because they yeah. know. Yeah. And I, I no shade to TMZ. I, I, I wondered, w- would they have put out the information without our confirmation that that's Will. where I was? Will. So it was crafting the statement. Yeah. And it was me saying, let me tell my story before mm. someone else does. Yeah. Um, so we put out the statement. Wow. Mind you, I'm in a hospital. I don't have my phone. I don't have my purse. Matter of fact, I have people cracking up, as I said in the uh, at the conference the other week. Yeah, I don't even know if I waxed my upper lip. I know I did. Oh, good lord, good look, because you gotta I, just. I didn't care. I needed help. I needed help. So checking in was even birthed from that hospital stay wow. of journaling, and taking the power back in checking in. Mm. There can be no shame in how getting free from depression yeah. or how getting real yeah. about my story of depression can can help someone else come on you know um so it was also taking the power back into those words checking in yeah to not have any shame Mm. uh what was what was used to maybe humiliate me or make fun of the situation oh that's because that's why that's why it ain't your business to tell my business it's not it is not it will never be okay and we have made there it is a billion dollar industry i don't care what you call it tabloid is a billion dollar industry of telling other people's business. So that's how it was. That's how how checking in was, was birth. Like I got to tell you this, man, you, I just don't know how many people, or I don't know if you know how many people get set free by the honesty behind stories like this. And I'm sure you've experienced it as you (laughs) toured the book and you wrote and and everyone's like, Oh my gosh, you changed my life. And these men are reaching out to you. And I even think about the person that's listening and watching this right now. And they're just like, Oh my goodness. Like I grew up and was in the teen club listening to Michelle Williams. And she is being so gut level honest about what she's gone through. And here, but here's what's beautiful about your story. You didn't just go through it one time. You went through it again And I think almost even more shame comes when you quote unquote relapse back into the same thing that caught that got that you got caught up in, right? You feel so much shame. You you beat yourself up, you know. But there maybe maybe there are times you gotta go through it more than once until you get it. And so this time going through therapy was not to tell on somebody else. Uh It was to almost maybe tell on me. My own self. My I own thought self. this, this, why me. did, yeah. And why did I feel like I couldn't tell anybody that mm. I was struggling? Ugh. I had safe people yeah, in my circle that I could have told it to, yep. but it was me thinking, well, don't tell them because, well, don't tell Kelly just had a baby. Don't, 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 uh, be a Debbie Downer on her cel- celebratory yep. moment. Yep. Just be grateful. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Mm. Um, but what I learned was um, there are good. people who are, you're in your thirties between your, between twenties and forties, probably listening to this, probably in your fifties, listening to this. I'm not, I'm widening your demographic. Age, Come on, but, let's do it. We got, we got a lot of people. Right? Up in here. Yes. And so realizing that uh, discovering my depression mm. started around the age of the seventh grade. Oh my 
Oh, so let me let me tell you why in wow. 2018 I didn't tell anybody. Because mm. when you grow up oh. not being able to tell anybody, my family is known as they are mm. great in uh, faith, bishops, pastors, elders, mm-hmm. doctors, literal medical 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 doctors. So yeah, just sweep it under the rug. Keep yeah. that image. You know, good. Our church, the church I attended and served in, a great ministry. So Mm. I learned to suppress it. And I learned to protect even my parents and protecting family. So from seventh grade up until that time, Yes, wow. you kind of learn to suppress things, and that's yeah, why I, I mean, didn't say anything. It's the and and that's the thing. That's what's so important about going back into your story in childhood. And honestly, it's how it's such an indicator to people who do their real work, because they come around and say, "Oh, the reason why I'm this way as an adult, the reason why when I get into an argument with my boyfriend, fiance, husband, whoever, um, and and I respond in this way, it makes me think of something that happened when I was 13 years old, et cetera, et cetera. Like mm-hmm. that's how you know people doing their work because you go back into your childhood and you start to access the things that shaped you that that made you respond in ways as an adult and I just this is how you know you're doing your work is what I'm trying to tell the people okay when you can go back and understand that the totality of who you are today is really just breadcrumbs of who you were as a child and what you were trying to do Hey fam, here's a really cool thing that maybe many of you don't know about me. I got my master's degree in biblical and theological studies from Denver Seminary. I, for real y'all, waddled myself across the stage at eight months pregnant with my son Sammy after three years of going deep into the scripture and understanding God's word even more. I remember when I decided to go to seminary and I had been in years and years of ministry and being a mom and all the other things and I just felt the Lord say, hey, It's time to go deep, not wide, with my word and with understanding who I am through my word. I love Denver Seminary, y'all. I mean, I'm like its biggest fan for real. Because for more than 70 years, Denver has prepared and sent thousands of graduates into the world. They've equipped people. They've challenged people both personally and educationally. They have a heart for the gospel and devotion to scholarly excellence. Like, I can personally say this is all so true. Denver Seminary's community is represented by more than 50 denominations y'all and it's uniquely known for demonstrating steadfast dedication to the unchanging foundations of biblical faith they offer several fully accredited degree options to students who are fully online or you can do some on-campus stuff or a blended delivery model I mean it's just really really cool and it's honestly only a snapshot of why so many people attend Denver Seminary so here's what I want you to do if you've ever thought about studying God's word more intently about going to seminary I want you to to head on over to denverseminary.edu slash coloring. All right, I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. denverseminary.edu slash coloring. Check it out. Let me know what you think. And of course, like DM me, send me an email. Ask me any questions about seminary. I got you. Hey fam, let me just remind you that my mission through this podcast is to help people find healing from brokenness. So I'm all about pointing you to resources that can help you take those steps. That's why I'm so excited to tell you about a 40-day devotional from Brittany Dixon called Thriving in the Thorns. Ooh, what a title, right? Thriving in the Thorns, Restoring Hope and Faith 
for women. As Jesus journeyed in the wilderness for 40 days, thriving in thorns will help you to journey through your own personal wilderness. Each day of the devotional utilizes like an inductive study of scripture, a perspective of hope and a reflective question for you to journal. In John 10, 10, Jesus says that he has come so that we may have life and have it in abundance, not a little bit, not a percentage, abundance. He came to save and restore humanity. Okay. What a beautiful grace-filled invitation we have because of Jesus. We are never without hope, no matter what wilderness we walk through. So learn more about the study, go on your own 40 day journey, visit courageousradiance.com slash thriving in the thorns. This is the other thing I want to highlight that you said, um, you started to journal I think the people have been sleeping on journaling. Let me just say that. Okay. I think the people have been asleep, both men and women on the power of naming a thing of getting it out of releasing it. How, how did journaling change the game for you when it came to depression? Journaling is so important. Yeah. It's I, it, and it, I think it's a conduit of healing, you know, because if biblically it, it's telling us to, to write it out, write out, write the vision out, write it, write it, write it, write it, speak things, speak things, speak things. So my thing was, well, be real about how you're feeling. Yep. And I feel like when I write things down, I can process it. I'll write down a dream and get an interpretation of it while I'm writing it for some reason. Come it's, on. It's amazing. And then how you can go back It's I kind of don't want it open up that journal yeah because it's like oh i know it's like, i'm like oh, I, sis. I was there oh i was that you know it's scary but i had to go you know and, and get that journal out when i started writing when i started actually like doing the book book and it's like oh my gosh but also let's not cringe so much okay let's look how look at where look when you included God in it. Come on, daddy God. What he, how he brought you and how yeah. far you've come. So you can kind of look back be like, yeah, that was, that was me. That's that a was part a of my crazy. story. Okay. You know, that's I, a part I think of I'm, my story. I think I'm, um, I'm, I think I'm in Deuteronomy 10 or 11. Don't quote me on that. But I, Moses talks about this idea of what to do with our fear and I mean, it could be fear of what will people think about me if I name this thing? If this comes out, what will, will people book me still? Will people appreciate me still? Will they think I'm too weak to do? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, and mm -hmm. Moses says it's it's remembrance. It is what really attacks fear is remembering what you've already been through. And and mm. that gives you the bravery to keep going. And I love that so you. Good. I mean, you probably wouldn't have chose it, but when a publisher reached out and you're like, I got to write this book, they're like, you probably got to go back and look at some of the things you wrote. You did the hard work of remembering, of going back into your journal and looking at those moments in the rehabilita rehabilitation center. Um, I'm, I'm sure in your bedroom at times, like pouring your heart out, all these triggered thoughts and you remembered and it probably gave you the fortitude that you needed to finish and write a book and tell people all your business. Okay. And Absolutely. I just love that. Oh, I Thank just love that so you. much. Thank you. Thank you. It's Tony. beautiful. Not a you lot know. of people doing this work. Okay. But you know what? You got to do the work. Yeah. You got to do the work because let's keep it real. 
maybe folks ain't fooling with you because you ain't doing the work. Especially if oh. I'm doing the work. Oh. If I'm doing the work. Well, you can smell it, can't you? You can smell somebody not doing their work if in your life. I'm doing the work. You want me to, like, I, I'm i with long suffering and persevering, but broad. <laughs> like, if I'm doing the work and you're not. And you're not. Right. Brunch hits different. Well, they're unsafe. It hits because what we what, what are we gonna talk about? What are we gonna talk about? You still mad at your ex from ten years ago? So you gonna walk around being bitter, and I'm supposed to waste my healing, all this money I've invested on this counselor, on you? And listen, that that'll preach to somebody because there may be some people listening right now that's like, man, I wonder why I'm not getting invited to this circle. I see my friend is doing her work or his work and he's in counseling and he's doing his thing and I wonder why I'm not getting invited to Thanksgiving anymore. I wonder why I'm not getting invited to the the, the football games and the basketball games anymore. And it may just be because toxicity leaks and healthy people are running away from leakages. Running away from it and now just mm -mm. because you're healed don't mean you're superior you're not better to than. others. You're just, not better not than. Just because you're, you're doing the work don't mean you're better right than but you 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 relationships i was looking at something when when you're doing the healing yeah relationships do kind of shift shift mm -hmm. vision maybe it was a jerry flowers it was somebody maybe <laughs> relationships shift your vision changes yep red flags or yellow flags what used to be yellow flags turned into red flags when you heal, you have something to protect. My healing, yeah. like my healing and my toxicity. Because it cost. Impact, it cost me. Not only it do it cost, cost me. per session, <laughs> but it cost my heart. I'm crying in counseling. You know how much <laughs> mascara I've wasted? Okay. The damage, the healing, healing, healing cost. Not only does it cost to walk with Jesus, when mm. I say cost, because you got to, you're giving up certain things yes. to walk this walk. But mm. if, but to me, healing costs because you you might have to sacrifice that toxic relationship, even though they mm. so fine. Oh, they so cute. They gave me they some cute. flowers that one you time. Y'all have a healthy few days together, and then not a healthy what few days. Not just a healthy few days. That's the cycle. I know what that it cycle is. is. Cycle. I've been in that cycle. You have a healthy few days, then bomb. Boom. And it just, boom. It destroys the healthy days you had, right? Oh. I get it. And it, you just, you're just in a cycle. You're just in a cycle. Mm. And I just encourage, but I know what fear, fear has you staying in yeah. things you shouldn't be in. Yep. And fear can also keep you from walking in things mm. you should walk into. Come on. Okay, listen, you know what my counselor told me once? I'm about to put all my business out there. I was in a toxic relationship, toxic marriage, all the things. She said, you would choose agony over loneliness. You would choose it. You would decide to stay in a relationship and be in agonizing pain, your soul being ejected from your body, you being demeaned, called out your name, because mm -hmm. you're so afraid of being lonely. And I said, and you're well, afraid sis, of being lonely and you're okay. and we don't want to be uncomfortable for those few minutes. No, we don't want to okay, be lonely. Now, why do you say a few? Because it really don't last all, always. When you look back, it don't. It if you want to be intentional yeah. and if you want to be intentional by saying, Lord, what what is it about me that tolerated it? <gasps> now, that's awareness. See, that's a whole that's other a level. 
Cause my therapist, the very first therapist I had in my hometown, That's good. we had she, she. Once she got tired of me telling on people, she, <laughs> she was said, like, okay, "Well, Michelle. you're tolerating it. Why? 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 But we don't want to do that, though. We don't want to go. We want to go into counseling. We want to tell on everybody else. Look at what they did to me. Look at what they. I keep. I I hear this all the time. I keep getting into these situations with these people, these same types of people. What is it in you? that is attracting those types of people. And what is right. it in you that's keeping you there? And by the way, the what is in you ain't always nothing bad. It's not always lust or yeah. it's unmet needs. <gasps> oh, that's sweet. It's unmet needs. What is it in you? It's longings, it's unmet needs. You want affection, you want affirmation, you want security, you want respect, you want comfort. Those are some, un those, those are some needs. And they're valid and they're not bad. That's so really not good. only are those needs that I would want met. Mm. So take that, take, take those unmet needs, yeah. about 10 of them that I know of. Okay. Imagine all of those 10, they're, they're a slice of a pie. Oh, we back to the Let's pie, go back, baby. We're going back to that wholeness, right? Yes. And so if, when you don't, when you didn't get an affirmation or affection as a child, mm. okay, you're an adult now. God got to fill that space. <gasps> Until you can, oh, that's, see, that's, see, see, somebody is listening today that's like, I want to become more whole. I've got some things missing. And maybe it's not at all that you haven't been going to counseling. It's that you've been filling these things with the wrong people and the wrong things. You're mm -hmm. on this health journey, but you still are filling these empty spaces with toxicity, mm -hmm. with idols, with addictions, with shopping. I'm not, I'm in somebody's business with uh, essential oils. I, I don't know what you're feeling. It, I, I don't know excessive working out it, whatever add to cart is. add oh. to cart <laughs> i know when i'm anxious <gasps> I, shop. I start shopping i shop because it makes me feel secure i'm like i just need more stuff to surround me and make me feel more secure that i have money that i have things around me mm -mm. that's how i nope. feel okay i'm telling all my business but i i think someone needs to recognize because there, there is someone there's someone list that list that's listening that's saying okay i haven't gone to counseling i need to go do my work to become more whole there's someone that's listening that's saying no, I'm going to do my work, but for some reason I'm still in, still feeling so empty. And I think what's happening is not that you feel empty. It's that those empty places are being filled with the wrong things, mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. fake peace, with fake and temporary relief. And what you really need is the everlasting presence of God who's omniscient and omnipresence and can fill and, like you yeah. said, overflow those areas until you're bubbling over. Sweet little yep. sweet potato pie. Listen. Boom. And by the way, I discovered what my unmet needs were at a retreat and it was separate from my hospital mm. stay. Oh, that's good. And it changed my life. Yes. So I'm always shouting, un what were your what what are the unmet needs that you're looking for other people or other things to fill? Cuz as an adult, when when those needs weren't met as a child, as an adult they start manifesting, the symptoms start coming out. And, and things so I just want to encourage people you're not a bad person yep. for desiring companionship mm, friendship and yep. connection we are made for a connection even yeah, though introverts ambiverts like me are like I gotta connect with people like don't look at me don't make eye contact you know what I mean <laughs> but yes we are yeah. designed mm. for connection and so nothing is wrong with that mm, desire and good. i just want to encourage you you're not a bad person nope you know but so we, we just have to be careful of the decisions we make out of those desires
Hey, I just want to give a quick shout out to my people over at Pine Cove Summer Camps. They have been supporting the Still Coloring Podcast. And I mean, these guys have been in business, y'all, for over 50 years. They have so much experience when it comes to camp ministry. And let me tell you this. I got super excited, like super excited, because they finally brought their overnight youth camp to Georgia, the Springs. Pine Cove Springs is for kids, um, I think, like third through the ninth grade. And what's exciting about that for our family is that our daughter, Dylan, is officially in the third grade. She is eight years old. She's a spunky little strong-willed girl, and she is officially going to summer camp this summer at Pine Cove Springs. We are beyond excited. We are such big fans of the camp. The truth is the reason why we're big fans is because I've got an extroverted daughter who loves Jesus and she needs more environments, more people around her that love Jesus too, that are fun and engaging and safe because y'all know we are all about safe places and Pine Cove Camps offers really, really safe places. And then they have incredible counselors that aren't just like sitting on the sidelines being all weird, but they're engaging with the the campers. And I, I can't wait for Dylan to get back and be like, I have a new best friend. I have a new mentor. I have someone else in my life outside of you, mom, who's telling me that Christ is amazing and that I'm amazing and that he loves me very, very much. And I want to invite you to start a brand new tradition for your own children or your child at Pine Cove Springs this summer. So all you got to do is just go to pinecove.com. You can use my special code. It's Tony250, T-O-N-I-250, for $250 off for first-time overnight youth camp registration for any of Pine Cove camp locations. I hope, maybe, I don't know, that we'll see each other there and we'll get excited about our kids going to camp. Yeah. Hey, I want you to lean into this. Have you ever asked questions like, why am I going through this? What if this never gets better? Does God really care about me? Well, listen. When life falls apart, it's real easy to feel alone and slip into despair, disillusioned with God, hopeless about the future, and doubting your faith. Listen, I want to tell you about a resource because y'all know how I am. I believe that God is our ultimate source, but we got to tap into resources to help us get through this crazy, broken, imperfect world and life that we live. I want to encourage you to check out this new seven-session study called Desperate for Hope, Questions We Ask God in Suffering, Loss, and Longing. It's written by my girl, Vanitha Reisner. Vanitha tackles the hard questions and offers a scriptural framework to help you find hope in your pain. And y'all know, I feel like there's hope in pain. Trust me when I say she will be a gracious guide through this difficult topic, walking with you as you meet women in the Bible who suffered loss and sharing her own experience of longing and grief. In the end, after you finish all of the sessions, you'll find that the answers to your deepest questions can be found in the character, the goodness, and the sovereignty of God. To learn more about this seven-session Bible study, visit lifeway.com slash desperate for hope. I think I want you to just get real intimate with the person who's listening, who is maybe in depression for the first time. Mm. They're assuming it's depression, maybe for the person that it, it has come up again. And, and they're like, I want to be whole. Like I, I really do. I, I want to lean in on God. But right now, all I can do is maybe go to the bathroom. Like I, I can only just get up from my bed, go to the bathroom and come back. What would you say yeah. to them right now? My uncle, who's a, who is our, was our family doctor, told me those, what that. He said, if all you can do is get up and brush your teeth mm. and maybe you have to get back in the bed. Oh. So I literally did that. 
where I would brush my teeth and get mm. back in the bed. Then when I would brush my teeth, I noticed the shower was behind me. Get in the shower now. Oh, you might not okay. do it on day one. Yeah. Okay, now you brush your teeth, you got in the shower, put mm. your lotion on. Put your lotion on. Make your, maybe make your, yeah, we don't want to be ashy and depressed. No, we can't depression, be crusty. Let me tell you something about depression. It's a thief. It robs you of joy, mm. productivity, and cleanliness because you don't want to bathe. And hygiene, okay? I get it. I've been there, right? Yeah. So then what I noticed was, Instead of getting back in the bed, I would make my bed. And you oh. see, I love pillows. I would yes. put all 80 pillows back <laughs> on the bed. Yeah. Because, and then I would go sit on the sofa and maybe watch TV. I then started making oatmeal. My uncle said, baby girl, you getting a little thin. Uh-uh. Some, you, well, because <laughs> I, when I honest. eat, when I'm depressed, it, it affects my appetite. Yep. hundred percent. I can't eat. So he was like, you got to at least eat a bowl of oatmeal. So I would go and make my bowl of oatmeal. I probably didn't do it on the first day. Now, remind, I didn't do all those steps in the first day. But like I said, I noticed when I would brush my teeth, I did it on. Now, make your bed. Go go outside. Yeah. If you don't make your bed, can you go outside and get the mail? Mm, okay. Right? Because what happens is what, what overwhelms a person with depression, you start thinking about what all you got to do that day. Yep. Thinking you just got to go fully in. It can't, yeah. it's no longer one day at a time with some people. It's one second at a time. Mm, it's on. one chore at a time. Maybe you didn't wash the dishes. Okay, so what if you wash the dishes? Let them air dry. Stack them later, right? Just do, it's those, and before you know it, you're you're doing, back into you're doing more. So I just, I have been there where it literally was, a minute at a time. It was a second at a time. That's so good, Michelle. Oh, right? I love that. And I, th I think that's going to set someone free today because we want everything now and all of it. We live in mm -hmm. that society. We want all of it right now. I want the whole, I want the prize. I want all the followers. I want, I all want the, the whole pie. I want, I want, I do. I want now, the whole patty pie. You better bring my pie whole. Don't tell me, you know what? I just, I cut you I a, slice. a slice. Like, I just, I just cut a slice of the pie I made you because I wanted to taste it. Taste no, you should have no. made your own pie. You should have made your own pie. I want the whole thing. But but maybe it's okay to start with a slice. Maybe that's what... Oh, the, okay, Tony. I'm a friend that's going to be like, okay, Tony. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> but I and love that's that. Okay. And that's, that's okay. That's okay. Be that friend. You might be that pessimistic friend right yep. now and, and optimism will come later. Yeah. But it, just do it. Just... You know, uh, and good. and the and advice for the caregiver of somebody with depression, take care of you too. Yep, don't pour out of an empty cup. You're gonna be looking crazy. Take out here. care of you. Set some boundaries. Keep yep. encouraging that friend, That's and good. go by every now and then check on them. And I I I would tell people I didn't have the strength to answer a lot of text messages. Yep. but keep sending them. I see them. That person that's depressed answer. will, they see them. They just don't have the strength to oh. type a message right now. Keep praying. Keep, I promise mm. you, your work as a caregiver, as that's a friend, good. spouse of someone with mm. depression, it's working. That's so good. Okay, one last thing. I would like for you to pray. This is the thing that we do on the podcast. I'm just trying to feel from God on this one. Because, yes, I want you to pray for the person that's going through depression, that's going through it again, 
that's feeling that shame. But I also think that maybe you should pray for the woman or man like you who didn't let it stop you, who continues to get up on podcasts, on, I mean, stages and Mm -hmm. talk about the thing. I, I, I want you to pray for their strength to let God continue to use their redeemed story to help other people get out of it. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's pray. Yeah. Oh God, we thank you so much for this time. Yeah. We thank you so much for this podcast that is reaching Mm. millions of people through stories of transparency and authenticity. God, we thank you for your redeeming power. Mm. God, I'm so thankful for the people out here who are doing the work, who are, they're overcoming various things. And God, we thank you that you keep depositing in them vitality so Mm. that they can continue to be resilient. Um, God, we thank you for the person that's doing the work that, you know, they're struggling. Should I tell my story? Mm. God, we just thank you that when one person tells their story, they help break free at least one person. And God, we thank you that you are um, arresting thoughts of the enemy um, mm. of a person who maybe even be feeling like why me my whole my whole family has struggled with depression and I'm the only one that seems like I'm doing the work mm. God we pray that um, they continue to stay encouraged yep. um, stay on the field mm. stay before you Lord that's the key to all of our yeah. wholeness and healing is that we don't have any shame of laying it all at your yeah. feet God, I thank you that that's what you've been putting on my heart is Tanisha Michelle Williams. Keep bringing Mm, it to me. Keep bringing it to me. Keep bringing it. Keep bringing it to God, my brother. Keep bringing it to God, my sister. God, Mm. we thank you for salvation and that your blood is enough. Jesus, you are enough. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for healing. We thank you for all the testimonies of people overcoming. And God, we even thank you for that person that's saying, Tony, Michelle, I'm going to take that one step. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be the one step of many. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. That was so sweet. I really enjoyed that prayer. And I enjoyed you. I did. I was like, oh, I just thought about the person that's just listening. It's like, I'm going to get up tomorrow and brush my teeth. Come, You know? Let, let, no more days of stinky breath. No more stinky breath. The devil has had enough of your days. Okay? Jesus wants you to come breath. to prayer with fresh breath. With the Colgate. Jesus is tired of us coming to him with stinky breath. Hot I'm breath. just playing. He's not he tired. Doesn't, he doesn't care. He actually doesn't care. Okay? But your husband might be But, 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 but maybe your voodoo. Okay? <laughs> Thanks for being on, Michelle. I appreciate it. Thank you. you for having me. I'll see you later. I will see you later. Hey, I just want to thank you so much for listening to the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. I am so absolutely grateful to hold the stories of brokenness that we get to share with you and the honor that it is to point you to both resources and ultimately to our source, Jesus Christ. If you can't get enough of the show, we'd love for you to leave a rating and or a review wherever you listen to podcasts and spread the word. If you've got someone in your life who you think would benefit from this show, don't keep it from them. And if Instagram is your thing, I want you to meet me there at Tony J. Collier. I'm a little wild, so buckle up. We'll see you next time as we all lean into the stories that help us claim hope and grit over our own lives. See you soon.
The Still Coloring Podcast is a production of Ivy Media Podcasts. It's produced by me, Tony Collier, and edited by Lindsay Barnett. The music is by my sweet husband, Sam Collier, of A Greater Story Ministries and Story Church. The artwork, all of the graphics and the beautiful things that you see marketing the podcast is by Natalie Maxey of Nueva Creative. The show note illustrations, which you have to download on my site, are by Emily Mills of Sketch Academy, and I'm I'm your host, Tony, and I want to remind you of this. You can heal and find hope and grit right in the middle of your valley. Love you.